Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And the Chill Boys now have sweatshirts as well. Go check out their sweatshirts. We got a couple delivered to us. Um, when we get back in Studio Ols, we will try those on, give them another, you know, rating for everyone just to see, you know, how they Love fit, that. how they feel. Um, but let's get over it. Let's go over our weekends here. Um, brought to you by Beauty Status. And like I said last week, guys, Beauty Status has those head covers for your uh, driver. And they've got poles now for the golf course, as well as all the other stuff. They've got, um, you know, stickers and flags for the man cave. Just very authentic stuff. Um, they do a genuine job there with the uh, Minnesota brand and in hockey all around. And this week we are joined by a very special guest, Cam Johnson. Oh, He's yeah. A champ. Thanks for having a- me, boys. <laughs> He's a champion once again, folks. Um, Cameron, Cameron, what'd you get up to this past weekend? I wish I could remember. Um, I know we had uh, we had a lot of fun in Florida. It was kind of hard to get me out of Florida. I wanted to stay there the whole summer, but I had some obligations I had to get home for. But we had some fun, as you as you could imagine. Um, pretty similar, not not even close to what we had at UND, but. You know, in the in the most similar form we could in Florida, we had we had some fun, drank a lot of beers, played a little bit of golf. It was a good time. How, how's the golf game looking, Cameron? Pretty good. Yeah, not bad, not bad. It's not as good as I should be for as much as I play, but I get a little too banged up on the course. So, I what do you like? One thing you like a thirteen handicap now or what? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably kicking around like a 12 to 14. So right. we'll say I'm a, I'm a 13 handicap. That's funny you say. But no, I, I don't take golf nearly serious enough. I think it's probably something once I'm done playing hockey, I'll, I'll start to try and dial in the scopes a little bit more with. Still, but for now, still, I just have fun. You still hitting the long ball? Still hitting the long ball out there? Whipping the deck out? <laughs> still hitting the still hitting the long ball a little bit. I had to take a little bit of yardage off. But playing in Florida, I was I would get it a little too reckless with it. Started spraying, so I had to take a little bit of distance off. I played more of a more of a precision game now, but still got the long ball in the repertoire when I need it. You got a a butter cutter, a nice little draw on you. I got a little. Uh, let's see, what would it be? It would be a draw. I got a little bit of a draw. I straightened it out a little bit, but I still have a little bit of it. All I need right. to go get some lessons, or I need to like actually go to the range. I don't, I don't think I've ever gone to the range or or really ever like went to seriously work on my game. I'm not a range guy either, Cam. Or just you know, I get I get to the course and sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna practice. And then I'm like, well, why the fuck wouldn't I just play? <laughs> right? You start bombing them on the range. You're like, well, I'm just wasting all my good shots now. <laughs> I usually roll up about five minutes after our tea time. I can run onto the course, tie my <laughs> shoes up, and just bomb one 300 yards down the fairway. That was like freshman year acting class. <laughs> <laughs> Full-on full sprint to try and make it on time. 
<laughs> One minute late, our freaking teacher was docking us her time. Oh my god! god. <laughs> Fun class though. Yeah, I miss take, it. Take it a little more seriously, Professor Jesus. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Acting one. What was it like? One oh seven or something? I don't know. I got a D. I'm still. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow greased the C in that class. <laughs> I think <laughs> I was such a piece of shit in that class. Too. <laughs> All right, Ozzo, before you uh, before you black out again here, uh, what'd you get up to this weekend? Um, well, one of my good friends, uh, Colton Sanderson, had a wedding on Sunday. Pretty pissed at him for that because <laughs> um, obviously a Sunday wedding is just ridiculous and respecting people to show up and have a good time when the following Monday I had to wake up at 5.45 a.m. and catch a flight to... Uh, south padre in texas um so i'm I'm in the truck right now moving someone back to minneapolis but yeah i was uh i wasn't too happy about that choice by him i kind of wanted to fucking sucker him in the face (laughs) all right right. i cannot even imagine how you must have felt waking up that monday morning (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure there's a few of the boys that you hadn't seen in a while too. So I can't imagine oh. the beers were, were going down too slow. No, no, it was, yeah, it was just, it was just ridiculous, but I'm glad it's over. We've got uh, the 4th of July weekend to look forward to now. So no complaints now that it's yeah. in the past. It's in the past. We're looking forward to the future. Here. Yeah. Well, you're that. just chugging away on your drive. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I'm in, I'm in oh, Oklahoma man. right now. Oh God! How long you got left? Well, I'm gonna. I'm trying to make it to Kansas City tonight, and then I'll I'll drive the rest of the seven hours home tomorrow. Ish. Good yeah. for you, man. Good, Good for you. Yeah. For the for the listeners, uh, we're running a Zoom call right now. Obviously, you heard Gage is on the road in Oklahoma. Uh, cameras out in Michigan, uh, yep. and I'm I'm still here in Minneapolis. But uh, <clears throat> my weekend, I went to UND night. Uh, over at the Twins game. Uh, How was that? Absolute sin that I didn't throw out the first pitch. That's crazy. I think that's that's a joke. Like, (laughs) you got got a natty champ in there, you know. Come on. Did you get a shout out at least? I don't even know. They threw me up on the kiss cam or something at least. (laughs) The seventh inning stretch dance cam. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, it was more. It was more about the students, not the athletes at that one. So Yeah, that's that's fair. They probably donate back to the university. I'm not to that point yet. We're athletes before we're students. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. And then uh Saturday night I uh basically I don't think I did anything. Didn't get up to anything on Saturday. So laid back but excited for the fourth for sure. Yeah. Floored on the fourth. Oh yeah, auto. <laughs> Mace, nice. what'd you get up to? I uh, I signed a lease this weekend. I'm, uh, hey, nice. Yeah, I'm uh, uptown. Got a little uptown. duplex with some buddies, so it's gonna be fun. Love that. Uptown. That's sweet. Yeah, apparently, right on Lindell. Apparently, Mace has got a nice little rooftop for us to hang out at. So really, private oh, rooftop no. deck. Love oh, that. Oh god, that mm-hmm. sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so we're that thinking uh maybe some has been episode we record on the rooftop yeah oh god we'll oh, get yeah 
camera will fly you and Wooly out. Yeah. Bye. We'll fly you out. You guys get your own flights and we'll see you there. <laughs> we'll need Wooly. will buy both of our flights. Yeah. Rich fucker. I was just with him yesterday too. We were golfing, which is funny. Like when Gage texted me, if I wanted to be on, I was literally talking to him like probably a few hours before that. Like, dude, I want to get on this podcast so bad with these guys. Like I know, man. And then you texted me later that night. I'm like, no shit. Well, I'm going on. Okay, buddy. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get wolves on for sure yeah i know he wants to get on here too oh yeah <laughs> i love that's it that's so funny he texted me this morning saying he ah sorry i was on the felt with wool last night <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got rinsed we went and played some golf and we were all, all fired up. We didn't want the day to end. So we're like, yo, screw it. Let's send it to the casino. So we all went to the casino and got rinsed. Sounds about right. Yeah, walking out of there with our tail between our legs. <laughs> but it felt like the old times back in Grand Forks. Yeah. Oh. Felt. Hit me. End of the oh. night, baby. Hit me. Pickle that board and pet the felt. Come on. <laughs> be nice to me, baby. I've been a good guy. I've been a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Let's move on to our hypotheticals here. Um, first one, would you rather be Bruce Wayne or James Bond? Oh, who's going first? I'll, I'll go first. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. And yeah. I don't think it's close. I mean, oh, God, actually it is close because James Bond gets a lot of nice, uh, gentle human women. Um, yeah he gets some smokes yeah he gets some absolute rockets and so <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna stick with bruce wayne uh you know obviously batman come on now like you yeah. don't think batman's getting some tail let's get out of here oh 100 i'm taking he's bruce. up he's teeing up catwoman <laughs> 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 i watched batman today too that's funny so i yeah i guess i'll go next i'm choosing bat i'm choosing batman I, I saw how Catwoman was looking in the flick today, and I just think he's a, he's a badass. I love it. I'm I'm going Batman. Yeah, well, I can't I can't blame you guys with the Bruce Wayne pick, but Bruce, you know, Batman doing his his deals during the night. He's always fighting guys in the middle of the night. Seems like he doesn't get much sleep. He's kind of like it feels like he doesn't have any friends. He's, he's, he's got to wear a fucking mask. He's got to wear a mask around town. Like James Bond, <laughs> James Bond, half the time, he, half the time he's half in the bag when he's, when he's, you know, fighting the bad guys. And then he's taking home his, then he's taking home the bad guy's wife and banging her. It's like, I have to go James Bond. Like, yeah. You have guys, you make very valid points. Yeah, uh, great and, points. So yeah, that's, I'll, I'll go James Bond. And it's, it's a close call for me though. I'm with Gage here, too. You know, it's a close call. It would be sick to be Bruce Wayne, but I love that spy shit. And, I mean, that Aston Martin, yeah. that shit was sick. Oh, that yeah. bitches, too. Nothing to complain about. But, yeah, I'm going James Bond. Love it. Yeah, All right, good, good picks, boys. Good, good I mean, you can't, go, you can't go wrong with either one of those. Guys. No. I mean, they're both just absolute man rockets. Like yeah. They're pretty much invincible. They're like invincible too, right? Like you pretty much can't kill them, so there's no. Laughing. You can't touch them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, all right. Next, we'll move on to the next one here. Um, so you've got the option to drink normally, or 
every time you drink, it's only in, it's in six. So you have one beer, it's like having six, and then you have another one, it's like having 12. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I feel like this, I feel like this is scenario driven, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's scenario for sure. So, like, what I was thinking was like, obviously, when you're, when you're trying to fight off a hangover, like those first six, you're basically, you're, you're in hell. Like, you're battling those back. Oh, man. Oh, like gutting them down. But if you could you just get, get six to, in you, though, you're trash too. You're, la- you're laughing. <laughs> oh, I was man. I was thinking too. I was thinking more like, okay, going back to the college days, you get done with a Saturday night sweep. All of a sudden, it's 10 p.m. You got to catch up. That's when you're doing the the six for ones. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. Six for one, you call it. You actually get to call it, dude. How quick, how quick are you bumping it up to 12 there? I think I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I'm going straight straight to 12. <laughs> I think I'm hitting an 18 pack before I hit the party. <laughs> I'll have 18 down the hatch. <laughs> Stumbling in. I, I think I think that I'm doing one beer equals six. I think I'm committing to that. One beer equals six for me. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna agree with that. One for only I'm pro- doing the one for six. <laughs> the only problem the only problem with that is when you go out to dinner with like the in-laws or something, you have one and you're just in the bag. <laughs> oh yeah, you too. You're already looking for the next spot. Where are we going after this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, one not- year and just turns into where the hell are we going? <laughs> Mace, how about you? You know, I'm going the six beers too, but for a different reason. You know, when you go up to a bar, you'd save so much more time if you're getting six for one than having to go up six different times to get one beer. Yeah, smart. Smart. And you would have a benchmark too. You'd kind of know like, all right, I'm drinking six tonight, so I'm just going to be right in the pocket. Or Mm -hmm. if you're really feeling like good night, you go for 12. Like, I don't know. I'm going the six for one. Love it. I love it. It's I such think... a fine line and a slippery slope, though. That six to twelve—that that's a dangerous range. Yeah, and you know, does does the six hit you right away? Like boom, like you're on, or does it? I think it's probably it probably creeps up on you like a normal drunk would. Oh, it's yeah. no, it's a, it's immediate. You know, it's oh, immediate. it's immediate. Okay, oh, yeah. it's slapping you. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say because if you have two six for ones, you have two beers. And you're feeling all right. It hasn't hit you yet, and you go for that third to get 18, and all of a sudden you can't walk straight. Yeah, you go sober to blackout. <laughs> <laughs> no in between. Sounds kind of nice, though. It yeah, does. I'll it take does that. Like... I'm gonna take that six for all day. Yeah, save you some time at the bar. Save you some money if if you're selling those six for one one drink price, you know. <laughs> it's just dangerous though you get six in you i'm always looking i'm looking to party after like three six is that's a dangerous number <laughs> oh yeah where are we going <laughs> i get going six home. in you i'm toast <laughs> that's so true like i cannot i cannot have two beers at dinner if i have two beers at dinner i'm like all right let's go oh, throw yeah. some darts for four more you start getting a couple sweat beads like oh it's happening <laughs> <laughs> it's creeping in on me again <laughs> Son of a bitch is coming back. (laughs) All right, all right. Let's move on to the next one here. Um, Top three things that have changed since college. My body. What would you like? 
just your everyday life, what's a little different from being out of college? Um, go ahead. I would, I would like to go. I would, go like ahead, to, Ozzy. I would like to go. I would like to go. Sorry, repeat that game. You got to restart, yeah. You went through Tulsa. I'd like us to go snake draft on this. One for one. Get them out of the way. I'll start us off. I'm going to go hygiene. Uh, oh, shower. Oh, man, yeah. Brush, brush my teeth a few more times. Uh, put some more deodorant on. Just you know, shave my face. Just make it a little more professional. That's yep. that's probably one of the bigger ones that I've noticed. Yeah. Camera, go to. Who I would say probably like the the amount of people that you're really like in tune with or know what's going on. Like I don't have I mean, I still have a ton of homies, but I'm not like in tune with what everybody's doing, like how I was in college and how you're following along with whatever different people or all the For people sure. that you're with college. Once you move on, it's just, everyone kind of goes their separate ways and you got your people you keep tabs on, but just kind of knowing everything that's going on with everybody. I'd say that's a big, big change. Nice one. That was good. Uh, Mace, you want to go? Sure. So I'll start off easy. You got a paycheck now. <laughs> yeah. Get money in the bank, not broke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so nice. Love that. That's an easy one. I'm going a uh, workout regiment. <laughs> oh yeah. College, college. I had to do it. Now I don't even sniff the gym. <laughs> I went on. I went on a four and a half mile walk with my gal yesterday, and my knees started to hurt. <laughs> so oh, I'm man. I'm sticking with the workout there. That's my one, and then my second one is probably um ooh that's tough i'm going to go with uh <clears throat> my diet at least i ate a little bit yeah you know decent decently well and and i could work out and keep some of that stuff off now i got to kind of keep it tight a little bit yeah it was nice having those und chefs cooking us up those high end oh, yeah. meals every day yeah the the what was the uh Cordon Blue. Yeah, the Donnies. <laughs> oh man, the things I do for a couple of those cordons. Holy. Cam was very excited on cordons. <laughs> yeah, I was auto three cordons down the hatch. Best, best day of the week by far. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I Back to you, Mace. Even. Back to me now. All right, this is another one. I'm going drinking tolerance. No. Oh, Back up no, UND, like I could put down a lot more booze than I can do now. Like if when I try to go back up there, it's tough to hang. Like Oh, it's uh, just uh, a, such a quicker quicker blackout and such a worse hangover. Yep. Dude, the hangovers now are just hell. Oh, they're just, awful. Dude, dude, just how I don't know how I did it at, at UND. How any of us did it. Yeah. Oh, I drink a freaking whole bottle of Tito's and wake up like nothing happened the next day. <laughs> for you, it was, for you it was Yag and Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, the Jager bomb, man. I sniff that. Now I got a freaking chill down my spine. <laughs> Screw that. I'm done with that shit. All right, Cameron, you're up. Um. I would say another thing that changed probably is just like what everybody's doing in life. 
Like, you used to come home from college, I'd have 20 buddies that I'd go work out with, and then it's like, all right, where are we golfing today? Now it's, you know, kind of hard. You can maybe get out once a week with guys. Just people have more shit going on nowadays, more people to – more obligations. It's not For really sure. – you know, it you sucks. come home and – yeah, it's brutal. It's people getting married, having kids, like, oh, you know, that's dude. it's the end goal, but, you know. It's crazy. Buddy, let's Just, go play golf. Yeah, it makes yeah. me think like, fuck, I gotta dial my shit in. Yeah, pop, I, a, I, pop a ring on someone, get one in the oven. <laughs> get <laughs> one in up. the oven. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta grow up a little bit. It's <laughs> the worst part. Oh. Yeah, I'm having the fever right now. I might get a dog. <laughs> I'll parlay my second pick kind of off that. Um, we never used to have to plan anything in college. Like, there wasn't oh, yeah. like, you know, now, like, if you want to hang out with someone or if you want to see someone or do something, you have to, like, plan it out, like, a month in advance. And it's like, this fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. it's brutal. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to be asking guys on Thursday or Friday, like, hey, what are we doing on the weekend? Like, yeah, where are we meeting up tomorrow? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, it's that was, so hard. It's so hard to get everybody together. It's impossible. Yeah, it's so hard. Um, and then after that, I'm gonna say my social media game, specifically my Instagram game. <laughs> uh, That's a good one. You know, in college, all all my posts were just straight fishing. You know, like <laughs> I'm just tossing lines out there, like all right. Who's, who's liking this one? You know, I'll, I'll never forget when Gage posted the through these doors at him walking in his suit. Oh, oh man. god! Oh god! That Huge head, panty, panty dropping intro. Are you kidding me? Who's doing? Who's setting this shit up? I paid him off. <laughs> Literally, it's happened every day. Oh yeah, it's great. I used to, I used to I used to bring girls back in college and be like, hey, you wanna watch through these doors? <laughs> you guys see you guys see the latest episode. <laughs> well no, we'll, we, we'll just watch the intro, don't worry. <laughs> oh, is he looking like a twelve? Oh, I, fuck, I didn't know that was on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cameron, last one. Oh, last one. I guess would probably be like weekends and like partying on the weekends like people people just have shit going on now like no one you know like going to the bar it used to be auto like friday night saturday night like what are we doing beforehand where we go where where are we going to the bar now it's again pulling teeth trying to get everybody to the bar everybody's got girlfriends or married so it's it's so hard to get your boys out and have just a solid bar night blackout just act like children <laughs> <laughs> you don't get those it green sucks. lights anymore why, why don't we set it why don't we all set aside one weekend every month just to do that yeah one weekend we're just gonna act like children we're gonna black out <laughs> we're all gonna turn our phones off <laughs> our gals will pick us up in the morning <laughs> fuck now you go to the bar and black out you're battling your chick for a week <laughs> <laughs> just just battling back sorry babe. i love you so sorry much. babe i did it again i can't remember a thing i think i got groupie 
I used the roofie. <laughs> I've used the roofie excuse a couple times. I don't know. I think someone slipped something in my drink. Can't remember a fucking thing. Can't, can't remember if I slipped something in there myself or if someone else. Did. Someone did. Could have been those bathroom bombs. I don't know. We're all just joking. It's We're all funny. good friends here. It's, it's funny because it's not true, especially that. <laughs> more, than, more than the rest. <laughs> Mace, what do you got? So this kind of goes off that last one from Kim. I'm going weekday free time. You know, like oh, back yeah. in college, like you get done with class at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. You just start drinking right after. Four. Now if I start drinking at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, I get fired. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> or you're snoozing by two. And then you're, <laughs> you're hung at five. Yeah. At I like that, Mace. You got a good three. Yeah, that's um, good. I'm, I'm closing up here my video game play. Oh, yeah. Co- college, and I'll even move that into pro. Man, I was playing video games daily, doing mm-hmm. whatever it was, Fortnite, Modern Warfare, Chell, whatever it might be. Um, I haven't, I've played probably twice in the last eight months. Uh, so yeah. Do you I'm, miss it? You know, I'm, I miss, like I miss playing with Cam because I haven't yeah. talked to Cameron forever, right? And 100%. I, that was kind of like the one reason I love video games so much. Like even guys like Ron. Chartrand, like guy that he's yeah. out in Colorado now. I'm terrible. You know, I'm terrible at staying in touch with people, all that shit. And it was just an easy oh, yeah. way to easy way to get in contact with, you know, somebody that you hadn't talked with in a while. You saw him online, you start playing video games with them. So that, that part I miss, but the endless, you know, eight hour <laughs> put on, on Sundays, I don't miss those at all. It is that's, true that that's that was like a way of hanging out with guys too, playing yeah. Xbox, like oh, all right, just check in with the boys, see what's going on. Yeah. That's what I that's what I missed out on. I never got into video games that much and yeah. I felt I feel like I missed out on that so much, just like teaming up. What are you what do you guys call it? Squadding up? Yeah, yeah. Squad. squad together. Squadding up with the boys and just going out to the hammer a couple <laughs> games out. <laughs> Dude, there was nothing like the buzz when Fortnite first came oh, out. Oh, oh my god, dude! I would literally sprint home from the rink. Like, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's get on. We had five roommates. Dude, there was five of us, so it's like the last guy home was the odd man out. I used to be so pissed off when I'd I'd come home and they'd all be ripping already. Just waiting for one of the boys to get off. Like, come on, someone's got to have something going on. So, somebody just sent me an old clip. I think it was. Uh, you know who it was? It was Bob. Oh, he, he sent me a, a video of, of a Twitter thing or whatever from season one. And it's the people just going nuts. They're like in the final circle. And oh, at that yeah. point, you're just leaking sweat. Like, <laughs> oh, that game was oh, so man. exhilarating. It's oh. gone. Palms gone. Oh, yeah. Shaking. Your heart rate's at freaking 220. Yeah. Like, dude, this is a video game. Yeah. Yes, I just got out of a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> just more, just more amped up for a Fortnite dub than an actual hockey yeah. game. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I've I've been in some big groups. Someone gets a dub in a big group, man. It was insane. All the boys just going nuts. <laughs> my, 
my freshman year when Fortnite came out, we would play it during parties on the main floor of the fraternity, and we would have oh, yeah. like 50 people just around watching one person play Fortnite. That's oh so man, sick. you got a hundred <laughs> people barking at you what to do. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> shaking really with the controller. Yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> All right, fellas, do we get into Cameron's career here a little bit? Uh, I guess uh, so. Yeah, let's talk about to. his illustrious hockey you guys career. want to. Cameron, where does it start out? Why do you start playing hockey in Michigan? Um, My dad played when I was younger. He, he was kind of late to it, though. Like, he didn't really – you know, play any of the juniors or the triple A. He just kind of started started later on. It's something he grew an interest to. So he got us all started really early. And I just kind of excelled right away. I was just one of those things I was kind of born born naturally with. Uh, Wooly and I actually played together on our first first ever teams. Our, our dads both coached, coached the team. So him and I started playing together. And it was just something I picked up and was good at. And just, I loved doing it. I loved playing. And I don't know why I became a goalie. Like looking back at it now, I'm so regretful I became a goalie, but <laughs> it's obviously worked out worked out pretty well so far in, in my career. But just the the pressure aspect and the you're the the hero or the foe, and I feel bad for my mom. I probably put hers through the ringer. And anybody who watches hockey games that has any affiliation with me, it's just it's different when you watch the game knowing the goalie or playing a game as a goalie. So. I'd say I'm a little regretful I became a goalie, but when um, when when did you decide that goalie was your you know like when did you make that decision? Obviously, in like mini mites and that shit, everybody's playing goalie, playing for like yeah. when did the, when was the decision made to be a goalie? I think I was in like second or third grade, I believe it was. I I used to always play in house. Everybody plays. You kind of like you said, you kind of flip around and everybody gets a chance, whatever. I, they always used to stick me in that against the good teams because we had Wooly and I could both score, whatever. We were both good. So whenever we play the good teams, they'd put me in that because I was never scared of the, I was never scared of the puck. And I, I used to watch my older brother used to have a goal, like his goalie for his team. I was just in love with, and he gave me his first ever set of gear. So once I got that, I was like, all right, let's, let's do this thing. I'm going to be a goalie. So it was probably like third or fourth grade, I'd say. Full time goalie, maybe squirt A, squirt double A. Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Psycho. Oh yeah, Looney Ben. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm glad you touched on your mom. You feel bad for because I always think of goalies and their parents. Like how much that must suck. Oh. Because if you win the game, like everyone's like, "Oh, great job! He's he's the reason we won." And then you lose a game, and you're like, "Fuck your kid." <laughs> yeah, your goalie sucks, man. Your freaking goalie blew it. <laughs> I can't. The amount of like hate tweets and shit I've gotten over the years, but it's no. It's funny. My mom actually. I don't know if I should say this, but she told me in our uh, NCAA game. She's like, "Yeah, I had I had to get some Xanax for those games." She's like, "I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't sit still. I could, she was watching on. She'd watch us on TV, whatever during the year. If, if we had a game, like if I hadn't got scored on or whatever, she would sit in the same spot the whole game. She's like, "Yeah, I did." I had to pee so bad. I had to wait till after the game. I'm like, mom, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're more superstitious than I am. But no, she she told me she's like, yeah, I, I've had to take Xanax for your game before. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. I can't blame her. Yeah. 
Like you get more nervous than I do. Saint, saint of a woman. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Cameron, Cameron, when you're growing up, did you ever play on like, you know, teams from your town or was it always like triple a teams that were thrown together throughout the state? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of different. Like you can play, I played just the normal double a, I didn't play triple a until my senior year of high school, but, um, here in Michigan, high school hockey is really not that good. So like you only play high school if you like want to have fun, you're kind of done playing, whatever you play high school, play with your buddies. If you want to like seriously progress, like there's good, good players that come out of high school, but those are the guys that go to like the, the Catholic schools and in the private schools and whatnot usually. But um, like the guys get noticed from Michigan, they're the guys playing on like little Caesars, honey bake, Compuware, you know, the triple a team. So um, I never really played the AAA. It's it's pretty p- political, as I'm sure you guys know. Maybe some of the listeners listeners don't know, but some of the teams, like AAA teams, growing up, or some of the players are just there because their dads know somebody or they're paying somebody's ice bill, or whatever. So, like the AAA was never really anything that I really like wanted to do. It wasn't until my junior year of high school we won national we won the national championship at the AA level. So it was just more so like all right it kind of did it all at the double a level now let's you know progress let's try and do something with hockey so it wasn't really till like my senior year of high school where i was like really considering like moving on doing something with hockey so i didn't play triple a till my till my senior year and um, you played for you played for caesars right (laughs) yeah played for little caesars with woolly again woolly and i met back up did you guys uh have any other good players on that team yeah we were actually our team ended up being loaded we had uh griffin molino he played at western Corey schuneman he's played in the nhl this year maddie acapelli he played on western me woolly um who else did we have on that team we had a bunch of guys oh brandon hawkins hawk baby cheeseburger yeah. eddie yeah hawk daddy that's played actually that's a team full of a couple of weapons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wooly was on the team, too. Our team was, like, we were loaded. It was funny, too, because, like, we weren't really, like, that good. We ended up winning states at the end of the year just because we had a bunch of beauties on our team. Like, we didn't <laughs> want to stop playing. So it was kind of like, all right, boys, like, we got to win this tournament so we can keep going. But, yeah, we had a good group of guys. We didn't really, like, it's not like we were, like, an unbelievable team that year. But, like, if you look back at our team on paper now, we were loaded. But we had a good team. We won states that year. We lost in nationals, I think, in the semis. Maybe the semis. Have, have you ever looked back? Have you ever looked back at those, uh, like, the old roster pamphlets, the people that you played against at that age? Oh, yeah, dude. It's crazy. Isn't it's it nuts? Yeah. And seeing, like. I mean, and I've even looked back at like pictures of when I was, you know, second, third, fourth grade. Like some of the guys I played with on the, on those teams too. Like, oh, like shit, I forgot I played with that guy. Yeah, yeah, it's but pretty- it is it is crazy and seeing like what guys are still playing or you know if guys you played against guys in college or whatever. I'm sure it's probably more. You probably see it more in Minnesota. Like for me in Michigan, I, I played double A until I was a senior in yeah. high school. So I didn't really play like against too many guys that I was uh, younger that progressed up the ways, but still played like I would play in the triple A showcases in the summers or whatever. 
if a team needed a goalie or somebody called me, whatever. So I, I played against a fair share of good guys though growing up. So, so when did, uh, like, what was the pro what was your thought process? You played triple a your senior year there. Um, mm-hmm. like do you guys in Michigan know of the USHL, like your next steps? Like, how did you guys, how did you guys handle that? Like, obviously, uh, you mentioned Wooly, Christian Willan, guy we played with at North Dakota. His dad yeah. was big into hockey, so I, I assume that there was, um, you know, a lot of knowledge from him. Yeah, on that stuff is is that true? Like, how did how did you make that next step? Yeah, so his I would say Wooly's dad was a big influence in that because my dad passed when I was younger, so my mom never really like knew. She never really knew what was. Like, she knew what was going on, but, like, she doesn't – and she still really doesn't, like, understand behind the scenes. Like, she doesn't understand pro hockey is a business. You know, yeah. like, there's certain guys that are here because of their contract, and this guy's playing over me because he's on this contract, I'm on this contract. It's like, she doesn't really understand the whole thing that goes into it. So, Wooly's dad, he was actually our coach on our Little Caesars team, so – he was kind of in with in at that age. That's when like junior scouts start to come to your games and stuff. And, um, you know, like your coaches are pretty much your, your pipeline, unless you have an agent, which like at that age, I didn't have an agent. I didn't even really know too much of what was going on. So it was like the coaches saying like, Hey, you know, you got this team, you got the green Bay gamblers or the Dubuque saints, you know, one of their guys are in the stands or, Hey, I got a call about you. You know, this team's interested in you. Yada, yada, yada. So like, for me, I never really knew like what junior hockey was too much until I started playing AAA, and then that's when you start to talk to junior teams. I almost got tendered by an NA team. I actually ended up getting drafted in the NA too after my after my AAA season, and that's when I was like, okay, I didn't know if I was going to play another year of AAA, if I was just going to like go to a community college or whatever. Just randomly one day, I didn't even know. I got called this team. It was the Texas Tornado, but just called me out of the blue like hey we just drafted you in the na draft so that's when i was kind of like all right like juniors like what the hell let's do this and then i ended up getting invited to like six ushl camps or something like that and fortunate fortunate enough for me i went to green bay made green bay had a had a month or so with you before i got traded but no i ended up making a making a junior team as a free agent which like honestly not a lot of guys really do so that was that was a big step in my career for sure there. But as was for like juniors, I didn't, I didn't really know too much about juniors like Michigan area. I'm sure the guys playing, you know, the triple a growing up. And um, I think they have like the futures draft at like 16 or something, which is, it's kind of young, but um, no, obviously, you know, some guys are more aware of it. I wasn't, I wasn't too aware of it, but it's definitely hockey's gotten a lot bigger, I would say, within like the past five to ten years than yeah. what it was for sure when I was growing up. Yeah, for sure. It does it does seem that way. Yeah. yeah. It's grown. It's grown for sure. And it and it and it, it continues to grow. Like, you know, I played in Orlando or whatever, and Florida's yes. not you know, you know, Florida's not like this huge oh, yeah. like hockey. But now, recently, with Tampa, with the Florida Panthers, yep. all the junior or all the uh, East Coast teams, like yeah. when we were in, when we were in Orlando, we had groups and groups of kids like learning how to skate, and like they were starting those yeah. hockey camps down there. And so it's definitely something that I've seen to grow um, down there for sure, dude. It's crazy, even because they do that too, like learn to skate with the blades or whatever. Yeah. 
they have one thing where like you know less fortunate families like the blades will donate a bunch of gear or whatever and you go out there and just even seeing like the number of people who show up to those things now it's like you can tell there's an increase of hockey or people just interested in hockey for sure it's definitely uh, becoming more accessible for people yeah 100 i i would agree with that 100 percent that's the biggest part about hockey, why you can't grow it in the south. It's so hard to put a sheet of ice down there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, even, like, in Florida, it's, like, our – in southwest Florida, Hertz Arena, that's, like, the only sheet of ice within – I think it's Tampa Bay and then on the other side as well, like, Orlando over in that area or whatever, the Panthers. Yeah. So, it's, like, the only sheet of ice within, like, 200 miles. So, like, that's everybody crazy. in southwest Florida skates at Hertz Arena. That's crazy. Um, going back into your career a little bit, you show up in Green Bay. You see, <laughs> you see a lot of. Uh, well, obviously, I don't know if you grew up. I know there was a lot of Michigan guys on that team: Sheldon Dries, uh, Shelky, yep. Alex Kyle. AK. Did you did you know those guys growing up? Yeah. So AK's Alex Kyle. He's been one of my best friends for like ever. I was actually just with him yesterday too. He was petting the fellow with us, but. I knew him growing up and I trained with him actually like that summer leading into it too. And even like the year before. So when I was on little Caesars, his coach was asking him like, Hey, you know, you know anything about this guy, whatever. Yeah. So I knew like green Bay was interested before, like they invited me to their camp or whatever. So um, it was kind of nice getting the inside scoop from him, but I knew him and then he was always boys with Shilky and drive. So I just kind of obviously knew those guys through Alex. So it was actually helped a lot it made my transition or whatever because i didn't really understand the whole rookie vet thing they got going on and in juniors and i was fortunate enough they treat their rookies like shit there in green bay and i was in with you know i think drives was the captain that year and obviously they uh shilky and and kyle were big parts of that that uh clark cup team that they had so i was just instantly in with like the big dog vets which was huge yeah. I think on that first road trip, like all the rookies had to sleep on the floor and I was sleeping <laughs> yeah. on the floor, like rolling around, whatever, with the rookies. Drives was like, come, come back here. And he he threw me on a bed, which was nice. So I got some special treatment from those guys. Yeah, I love that. And then obviously um, you met some new people too, myself. Yeah. Um, you knew Christian Willannon, but then Nick yep. Schmaltz was on that team as well. We yep. all ended Schmaltz. up going to uh, North Dakota, just a small world. Yeah, it was crazy. And I mean, Wooly was like kind of the same way as me. He didn't really, you know, they didn't really give him much of a chance. And then he got traded and kind of took off. So that was that was good for him. And seeing him end up at UND, I remember him coming on his visit there. I was his yeah. student tutor or whatever. And they're like, yeah, you know, this Christian Willannon guy. I'm like, fuck, I grew up with that kid. I'm like, he's, he's no problem. I'll have him come in. I know that guy. <laughs> I'll have this verbal commitment by, him by the end of the visit. So Bob uh, and Jacks were smart sending him with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's funny, just small world stuff. I feel like that's something we haven't really reminisced on a whole lot. No. Because um, no. I think I think that uh you got traded a, like a month into it over to Fargo. Yeah. yeah. I got traded right after the fall classic. Like right when we got back to Green Bay, they uh, I think Alex and I left the rink. They called me before we even got home. Like, hey, can you come back to the rink? AK and I just looked at each other like, oh, damn, fuck, man. We knew yeah. it was coming because we had three goalies at the time. We got that Richard Sabol or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dickie. 
That year um, was fucked too, because you guys went through like eight goalies. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got I got yeah. traded I got traded mid season from that team too. So yeah, and then you took off too in Sioux Falls. It was crazy. You guys were the best. You were the best last place team I think ever in the USHL. <laughs> Literally, I think ever. I don't. In last place, it was like Ols fucking Gensel. I think Bass was on the team at the end of the year, maybe. Yeah, we had a lot of Minnesota, a lot of Minnesota boys, a lot of Minnesota boys on that Sioux City team. We, uh, yeah, we. I mean, we were. I think we were mathematically out of it when I got traded. I think that they had like fourteen wins at yeah, or something stupid. Yeah, you guys were literally the best last place team ever. And then uh, all hockey. They, they made a whole bunch of trades. They cleaned house, um, and then yeah, we had a lot of Minnesota boys. It was it was fun. But uh, getting back they to you, in big sexy, um, large. Uh, <laughs> um, so you get traded to Fargo. What was that trade you know process like? Obviously, growing up, you never go through anything like that. Uh, you're packing no. up your shit. You're traveling across country. Yeah, I don't know that. if you remember too. I had two turtles with me. Yeah, I so I brought. I don't know, <laughs> fucking. I had never We're, moved away from home before in my like never lived away from home. I didn't know what the fuck billets were like none of that shit. And I had two turtles at home. So and I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car my first year either. So whatever. I, I had AK. He had his car. We we chugged out to um, Green Bay. Thankfully, my billets were cool with my turtles. My billet dad was actually. Yeah, he kind of liked the turtles a little too much. I'd, <laughs> I'd come, I'd come home, and he'd be in my room, just like looking at the turtles, like, uh, "Hello, you all right?" <laughs> <What's your laughs> <ego sex? laughs> I would. They, they would actually eat like little goldfish. I'd get them like the little feeder goldfish. It was cool seeing them swim around after him. But um, anyway, so got traded. Like, never moved away from home, whatever. I didn't have a car. So our assistant coach in Green Bay, or our equipment guy, it was our equipment manager. He had to drive me, like, eight hours. I had to meet Jesse Davis, who was the assistant coach of Fargo at the time. I met him in, like, somewhere in Wisconsin. But I had, like, my TV, my hockey gear, my suitcase, and then just my two turtles. <laughs> when, he, when he picked me up, I was just at the curb with my turtle tank. I'll never forget. He pulled up laughing, like, what the... Fucking dude, you got turtles with you? <laughs> like, who is this fucking goalie we just got? We like, got two, two turtles, like fucking weirdo. That's such but, a goalie. No, that's such a goalie plate bringing turtles to your billet house. Yeah, dude. Oh, I fucking I learned quickly about don't pack too much shit. Don't bring too much shit with you. Camer Camer is known for having fucking animals. <laughs> Reptar. Rep, yeah. Reptar, Reptar, and then what was fucking hamster's name? Gerbil. Bezo. Bezo, that little piece Bezo. of shit. Bezo. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this. Freshman year, we'll get to, we'll get to it eventually, but I just gotta say it now because it was so. Camera. So the way we had our dorm room set up at North Dakota, we had camera's bed like this, up up top, elevated, and then mine underneath it like this. And then I had a drawer next to my bed. So it's Cameron's bed above, my bed below, but perpendicular to his. And then there's this little space. And so he puts fucking Bezo right on this dresser. <laughs> and right nobody, bed. nobody knows this, but I'm just a fucking god-awful sleeper. So I'm, lay, I'm laying in bed. 
I'm having a fucking bad day. All of a sudden, 2 a.m. rolls around and fucking Bezos cranking that fucking <laughs> the, the gerbil on his fucking, wheel. Yeah, hamster wheel. Well, it's, like, it's going. <laughs> 2 I'm tr- finally, I'm like, fuck this. I grab his case and I go. I, I was two seconds from flushing this thing down the toilet. I put it on. I put it on top of the toilet. And Cameron woke up the next morning. He's like, "Dude, where the fuck's Bezo?" Like, fucking thing in the bathroom. I would oh, wake up, God. my hamster would just be gone. <laughs> Dude, <what? laughs> or I'd wake up at two a.m. All fucking hammer on the side of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bezo. <laughs> I'd just damn. be up top on my top bunk, just laughing. They're all over, just comfy as hell. <laughs> fucking Bezo. <laughs> Awesome thing. <laughs> all right so you got you got turtles you roll up to fargo you know like what's the transition as a goalie uh, like a player you got to learn systems and everything like that like what's the transition for a goalie yeah it wasn't i mean like, the transition's not too bad like i still really don't like the meetings the coaches meetings and all that shit i've never paid attention ever in my life like when we go to the whiteboard i'm just thinking about like what the hell did i do the other day what am i doing i think about a hundred things under the sun so like transition as a goal it wasn't too much it was it was kind of nice when i got to fargo because i got there like two days later i was playing a game so i i like i got there i played in a game right away it was our home opener we won so like instantly if you play well and, and you win or whatever like the boys you're in with the boys right away so it was it was nice. I didn't have too big of an adjustment. I didn't actually know anyone in Fargo either. That was probably the toughest thing, but we ended up having a great, great group of guys like Dom Toninato was on that team. You know him, obviously. Um, we had like Dave Gost on there, just like a, a group of a bunch of good, good guys. So I was in with them right away. It was, it was a pretty easy transit transaction or whatever transition into playing in Fargo they had, a, they had a great group of guys and we actually ended up winning a lot of games that year we had a good team so is that camera is that is that how you ended up in North Dakota was because you went and played in Fargo or did you know what North Dakota was before that no like I and I get that all the time here people are being a Michigan guy like why didn't you go to Michigan why didn't you go to Michigan State and Michigan's like always had good teams but their goalies have like kind of been their downfall of their team so like I, get, I used to get that question all the time and like I honestly ended up in Fargo is for sure how I ended up at UND because Fargo is only 45 minutes from Grand Forks. And at the time we had John Marks was our head coach and Marks, he's a big UND guy. So I know they were kind of watching me probably a, a little illegally or just kind of had the inside <laughs> scoop or whatever. Like in juniors, they're only supposed to watch you, you know, X amount of times and I think they were kind of able to to squeak down there a little bit more than normal. So it was it was nice having that little connection. But I had John Marks as my head coach, so he was he was kind of filling me in, filling me in with the process along the way. Do you have any? Uh, did Marks he ever tell you any crazy of his any crazy UND stories that he has? Because he's uh, he he's, might he might have the most out of any alumni there is. <laughs> Dude. I got into trouble, like, I wasn't even really, like, skipping curfew. We just had a 10 o'clock curfew there. I'd show up at, like, maybe 11 o'clock some nights, 12 o'clock, whatever. It's not like I was, like, being an asshole about it. But 
my billets ended up like I, somehow he found out and I remember him having a meeting with me and he like first thing he said was like well you're, you're gonna fit in just well at, at UND aren't you like thinking I was like out <laughs> partying and shit skipping curfew I'm like Jesus <laughs> but he used to I didn't really hear too many stories from him direct because when I played I obviously played for him so I, I wouldn't hear too much but I got to go down to Fargo my freshman year. I just helped out with their camp or whatever. They would have like six teams or eight teams participate in their camp. So I went down there and coached one of the teams. I think it was my freshman year there. Me and uh, Colton St. Clair went down there because he was a Fargo guy too. But um, I remember after one of the days or whatever, he just like, you know, he had a case of beers in his in his little cooler and his in his coach's room and right after the camp ended like didn't didn't want to talk about any of the guys at camp whatever just you know reaching his cooler grabbed the beer cracked it kicked his feet up and just you know started yucking away so <laughs> he was a he was a legend for all sure. time he didn't so, really i think he was kind of on his way out too like when i you know when he was coaching me and then obviously that next year he was he was kind of ready for retirement so Sure. He wasn't too. He wasn't too dialed in. <laughs> I, I was going to mention there because obviously you guys had that nasty team that you know that year you get traded there, you make it to the finals, yeah. um, and then that next year you guys were pretty poopy. All so, horrible. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. Um, what what was like? Yeah, was you traded some... that year too. <laughs> you, oh yeah, you got traded to the Lou. Yeah, traded to the Lou. I forgot about that. Yeah. The dirty Lou, but yeah. So we had a we had a, a really 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 good team when I got traded there. And again, that was like another team. Like we didn't know that we were that good, and then ended up making the finals. And I think that a lot of that being like now when we look back at it, like all right, we were, we were pretty good on paper, but we just had a great group of guys that year. And we lost. I think we lost like fourteen guys from that team. So that's just like that's a lot of guys to replace. And it's not like UND where you're getting, you know, the, the high end guys every year. It's, you know, the USHL where you finish, you know, on the top end of the top end of the brackets, whatever, then you get kind of shitty draft picks to your, the next year. And like we were in a playoff push, right? So we traded a lot of our like high draft picks and shit away for good guys. So you just kind of load up your team for those playoff pushes. And then that next year we lost, you know, we lost a ton of guys, a ton of firepower, and we didn't really have too many draft picks because we kind of loaded up that year before. So that next year was tough. We went from obviously like the best team in the in the West to the worst team. Did you did you, then, play with, did you play with Boozer on Waterloo too or no? No. So he came – all right, let's see. That year he was in Sioux City at the end of the year. So I played against him at Sioux City, and then he got traded to Waterloo I think that summer. Yeah. So he, I played against him my second year when I was in Waterloo. He was a fucking stud even back then too. Yeah, he was gross. That, yeah. that guy can score for anywhere. Yeah, um, I think we played him like it might have been his first USHL game. I think he talked on me twice. Yeah, yeah, I remember our, that. He we, he did his signature wheel around the zone and he went freaking bunk and yeah, jaws were on the floor. Yeah, nasty. God. <laughs> He's always been fucking good. Yeah. But no, that that second year, I was, we were, I got traded to Waterloo. And at the time, we were last place in Fargo. I got traded. I think I was like two and 16 or something. My record got traded to Fargo. I was like 15, one and one or something, or traded to Waterloo. I was 15 and one. 
Well, that was another team that was just disgusting. Oh, my God. We were gross. Yeah, we lost in the finals that year, too, damn it. Who'd you, back-to-back who'd you, finals. Who'd you guys have on that team? Sanford, Montour. Yeah, Sanford, Montour, uh, Tyler Sheehy, Blake Winicki, Liam Pecoraro. Um, we had me. Cal Peterson was my partner. Like, our goalies were fucked up. Gabe yeah. Gertler was on that team. He was still – or, no – Gertz was on Fargo. Yeah. We were loaded. Yeah. And then uh, we we actually played in the playoffs against each other. Ozzo, I don't know if you know that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we we lost to Waterloo after just dumping on Tucker Pullman and all those guys over in Omaha. Yeah. <clears throat> just, you, guys, oh. you guys smoked them. Yeah, we won uh, in straight games, I think, or like 3-1. We had a... We had a really good series that year, too. I wasn't playing that playoffs. I didn't play at all that playoffs, which sucked. But I remember those games we played you guys. We played you in in Waterloo, I think. Our coach just bullied the ref. We got, like, two five-on-threes or something. Well, yeah, that was was wild. Yeah. I'll I'll never forget that. We had, like, 29 penalty minutes to your guys' seven or something. Yeah. Our our PK. PK PK was intimidating the refs or what? Oh, my God, dude. P.K. O'Han, I've never seen anybody light up the refs more than that guy. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, like, he had, like, the head of officiating in his back pocket, too. Yeah, that's no surprise. Like, he was chilling. You got, you guys were good, though. I mean, I don't, I didn't think we were going to – I mean, I thought it would have gone more than four games. I think you guys beat us 3-1 or something. Yeah. But, um, who was – You uh, guys – you guys smoked us one game, I think, too, like seven to two or something. Seven yeah. to three. I think that was the first, the first game in Sioux City when it came over. But um, yeah, who was who was the D man? Cooper, Cooper. Yeah, Dane Cooper. I, yeah, he was a tough. He was a tough fucker. I went him yeah. in Waterloo because uh, I think I hit Montour or something. Yeah, I remember P- that. PK got up on the edge of the bench and he's like, "Somebody fucking kill that guy." And then oh, I yeah. then I squared off with Cooper. I think it was opening draw game two. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. And your greasy fucking pork chops you had. You oh know, yeah, you have a full beard. You just had these fucking pork chops, man. You looked like Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some we, greasy chops and a I, muzzle. I, shave, I shaved him in, and we had our <laughs> hair dyed black. Oh, it was so fucking, fucking dumb. idiots. It was excellent for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your summer hair, boys. <laughs> so then, uh, oh, you know, thought he was Wolverine out there. Oh, oh yeah. he did. He fucking played like it. <laughs> fucking guy. Um, so that year ends. Uh, when did you commit to North Dakota? Was it when you were in Fargo? Yeah, after my first year. So I had a good, like, I didn't really do too much during the season, but I had a really good playoff. So, like, it was like after the first series, UND contacted me. Or first series, we played Waterloo. I didn't play until game five. My partner got hurt. Like five minutes left in warm-ups, got hurt game five. So I had to go in and, and play that one. We ended up winning. And then I started that next series against Sioux Falls. And they'd won it all that year. They were a wagon. And we beat them in five, too. And that's when I started talking to UND. Okay. And then so after that uh, Waterloo season – uh, you go up to North Dakota. It's kind of the freshman summer workout program. Uh, yep. did you, did, you went up for that, correct? I can't remember. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were roomies. Yeah. Okay. I knew I knew we were roomies the full freshman year, but uh, that was we broke that bottle of grape car cough or whatever in our room. Like, yeah. First oh, yeah. weekend there, our fucking dorm <laughs> smelled like grape car cough. I'm not kidding you. The whole summer. <laughs> oh, brutal. A, st- oh, a story. A story that I love talking about, Cameron, is you know me and you are kind of bubbly, fucking personable people and whatever you know we're not really scared of the of the seniors or whatever and we show up to those workouts and you know we're just fucking around like in the the weight room and on the ice and whatever and like we're probably the third time i've ever touched a weight in my life yeah i think the the freshman that was back when the the freshman had their own locker room right or or they moved us over to the summer locker room or whatever and me and Cameron are singing, you know, Hakuna Matata or whatever song you're singing. <laughs> Do you remember that, Cameron? In the shower, yeah. Yeah. Echoing and shit. We we're we we're belting it. Oh yeah, and then fucking Brendan O'Donnell would come in and be shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we were. Oh. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're freshman, this so, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> <laughs> and then. And then welcome weekend comes. What happens, Cameron? Oh, God. Our first night there, we got a minor in the dorm. <laughs> first, first night. Literally, literally. I hadn't even unpacked my car yet. I still had shit in my car. <laughs> Fucking wake up, freshies. Me. Oh, yeah. man. What is it? The more things change, the more they stay the same. That was the headline. Well done, Cameron. God damn it, dude. That was right away. That, calling Hack. For, I haven't even shook Hack's hand yet. I got to call him. Sorry, Hack. I fucking wore one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ne- I'll, I'll never forget. We, Aza, we called uh, General Patton, Steph Patton at the time. He's the captain. And uh, we're like, General Man, like, we, we're still ready to hoof it over to, over well, to the that's, party. That's what we said. We're like, hey, man, like, we just. <laughs> We just, you know, the cops. He's got to get a little something out of this buzz. The, the, the cops. <laughs> the cops. The cops knocked on our door. We were having a few beers. They zinged us with a minor. Like, can we still come to the party? <laughs> yeah, get your ass over here. Should... Just be smart. <laughs> we got one case. We tucked under the bed. They didn't find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, it's like boys, you should stay at Walsh today. Yeah. And then we, it's, we, it's, an, it's incredible. They're handing out minors in a dorm room. Like, what do you think those fucking kids oh, are man. doing? Like, just stay out of there. They're not, they're Dude, not the causing thing, any trouble. The, the thing was, was if he said, like, you blew, like, a point oh four or something, I think we only blew, like, point oh eight, which if we were 21 at the time, like, it wouldn't have been a factor. And if you blew, like, a point oh four, he let you go. Because there was, like, three chicks in our dorm, too. that They blew under that. So we let all of them slide. Fucking... Me and Ol Swear one at a point oh eight. Yeah, man, I'm fucking. Good. I still gotta drive my car around the corner. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> man, it was it was brutal. It was it was it was brutal because the cops go, man. We hate that we have to do this, but we have like you guys are yeah, the first like, ones we have fuck to. You you hate doing this. Yeah, get the fuck you know, out of here. Fuck, you're going home like boys. We fucking got him, man. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Freshy hockey players, God, up to their old tricks again. Then, then we call, we call Hack. We got a, we, we didn't even talk to him. We had to leave a message, and then he called us early the next morning. He's like, "Yeah, come in. We got to have a chat." And uh, 
we show up and he's like remember this he's like you see this and he slaps the manila folder on the on the table and he goes (laughs) strike one you don't want to get to strike two or strike three No, and, then sussed, and then he sussed us. Then, then, then he suspended yeah. us. From the fucking mile. <laughs> From the worst two days of Iron Man. He goes, for your punishment, I'm not going to make you run the mile or do the 4 by 4 sled dogs. Like, okay, fuck. Like, oh, fuck, man. Olsen and I walk out of that meeting just like... Like... <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, sorry, boys. We literally we went we went back to the dorms and we played video games for three days. Everybody else, everybody else is getting bagged. We're I think Stetchy, Stetchy came over before they ran the mile. We fired up a game of Mario Party with him. <laughs> Good luck running the mile, idiot. I remember, I remember that punishment. I was so fucking pissed at Hack. I'm like, Hack, oh, are you, man. Hack, are you kidding me, buddy? Like. That is that is not a fucking punishment. <laughs> yeah, we walked out of that meeting just smiling ear to ear, laughing like, dude, that's the worst two days. <laughs> we got out of the shuttle. We got out of the mile. Oh no, oh, we can't man. finish high in the rankings in Ironman. What will we ever do? Holy yeah. Shit. <laughs> right. Oh man, no, man. Um. All right. So coming in freshman freshman year, you're coming into North Dakota. Like what? What is your expectations? Obviously, you know, Zane was there, um, you know, before yeah. you. He was a junior while well, you were a freshman or whatever. You know, yeah. like, how do you temper your expectations? Like, what was the life like, the transition from juniors to college? Um, just bring us through your whole kind of mindset freshman year. Yeah. It, I mean, it was nice because uh, UND was like the one team. Hack was packing bobs and jacks like you know those guys super honest super like down to earth my mom she came on my visit with me to und so they treated her you know the same exact way they treated me like i remember leaving my mom was like i don't know why we would ever not go to that place and und was actually my lowest offer too at the time but um you know they were honest with me like you're gonna come in you're you're not gonna you're not gonna play like if you do it's obviously you know a bonus for you but we got obviously zane mcintyre here he's gonna he's gonna carry the load but he should be gone after this year so i knew kind of coming into it like freshman year i wasn't really gonna play i i only played i think 40 minutes like zano was unreal the whole year so he didn't even he didn't even give me a sniff but he was an unbelievable partner too so it was was really nice having him because even he you know throughout the year what, what can i help you with how are you doing like How's the adjustment? Whatever. Like, just making sure I was always comfortable. Like, honestly, fucking awesome guy to have for me at that point in my career. Because I don't think I would have been ready to just come in there and and play a shit ton of games either. I was, you know, young and just starting to kind of come up and just starting to really figure, like, all right, I can, you know, kind of do something with hockey. So, it was great having him that freshman year. It wasn't wasn't too big of an adjustment it was it was kind of nice you know I, I got my toes a little wet I kind of probably wish I would have played a full game but I think my my first start I got I got yanked my my first college shot went in <laughs> my, my, I remember after after my first year too like the articles and all this was like we got this fucking good team but we don't know what the fuck's going on in that like you had me coming in there whatever but no it was it was an easy adjustment. Obviously, the the group of guys we had there are fucking 
our defense were awesome. And um, Cameron, you're, you know, Cameron, Cameron, the start of your sophomore year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were we were we were all scared shitless. Like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we, we might not have a goalie that can stop the puck. <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> what's what's that story again? We we were in Maine, right? Yeah, we were in Maine, the fucking icebreaker. No more. Um, yeah, Lake State. Well, so Lake State was the team I had started against the year before, and they fucking – I got chased, I think, in in the first period, whatever. They scored, like, three goals, I think, on, like, six or seven shots. So Lake State obviously had my number, and they came out fucking guns blazing in the icebreaker. I think they scored, like – three goals maybe it was and i think they scored a fourth thank god it got fucking waved off or maybe it was it was three goals i think two of them counted one got waved yeah. off but it was quick i mean it was within like the first probably five minutes of the game and yeah after that third after that third one went in bubs took a timeout and just fucking beat it beat eyed down at me like no more. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> like, okay. All right. <laughs> like, all right. It worked. Man, it's time to wake the fuck up. Was that, yeah, was that, worked. was that Co- Bubs' best coaching display of the year there? Just Dude, the that, first game of the season? To, no more. Yeah. First game of the season. Like, and you know, Bubs is fucking happy go lucky. Nothing pisses him off either, but. He just had that look in his eye, like, "All right, we're fucking, we're not fucking around here. Wake up!" So that was, you know, that was a good learning experience for me. And then the pose again. Obviously, sophomore year was fucking awesome for all of us. Yeah. Um, you know what? What, what kind of led to your success? Like, obviously, you were, you know, a backbone to that team. You know, we've we had great players up front, but. Uh, like you said early on, you know, goalie's your last defense. Like what? Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me explain why I think camera was good. It's because like a guy like me could never be good at goalie because I care too much. And like, I think camera just, he didn't give a fuck about what anyone else thought. Like he was just going no. to the rink the same exact way. Like he oh, didn't yeah. care if he had a bad practice or like letting a bad goalie still just sitting there like, yeah. Oh yeah. When I if I let in a bad goal, it would be like, all right, you're not fucking scoring on me again then. Like that's that's all I'm gonna give you. So it's it's definitely it's hard. Like goal goalies it's a really hard, really like I think the game is for me, it's as much exhausting physically as it is mentally. Like there it's both like I'm so especially in pro games, like so just physically and mentally exhausted after games. So it's just, it's finding that balance though of like being, you know, happy-go-lucky, not letting shit, you know, bother you. And like for me, our group of guys, like I was so comfortable playing with all of our, you know, all, all of the guys we had on that team and like our defense, you guys, you guys were able to like make my job very, very easy. And a lot of those games, like I wouldn't see too many, too many like grade A shots. You guys would do a great job. And then, you know, it just would come a point in time where we'd give something up or whatever. And it was just like, I just knew mentally like, all right, you have to make this save right now. Like you guys are fucking blocking shots, bailing out, whatever. we got a one goal game. We need a big save. So that like UND helped me a lot in that sense where like you got to be ready and like you got to, it's hard winning games. Like it's really hard winning games. And we were so good at doing it, which I think has really helped me as a pro, like just knowing how to win games. Cause you definitely learn how to win games at UND. For sure. And I think, yeah, I mean, 
we had a good mix of like us just playing really good defense against good teams, and then also like whenever we needed you, which one game brings comes to memory was uh, we go to Duluth, we beat them Friday, and mm-hmm. we want to sweep them. And the Saturday game, I think they outshoot us like thirty-five to twelve, and we end up winning two to one. And I was just like. No yeah. shot we should have won that game, but here we are walking out of Amsway <laughs> with the fucking sweep under our belts. Like, we're going to get hammered, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to bring Let's Bruce go. Springsteen, Santa's coming to town. <laughs> you got Schlossman outside the locker room like, what the fuck is wrong with this group of guys? <laughs> that's that's... fucking 30 and 4, and they're listening to Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> that's that's so Slosh's favorite story. That's his favorite story of that year. He loves it. He, I, remember, I remember seeing the article right after. They're listening to Santa Claus is coming, out, coming to town. These guys are psychos. <laughs> oh, you should see what's going on in the locker room when that song's on, too. <laughs> 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 you if don't only want people. People could be flies on the wall at, at hockey player locker. You, or hockey you don't want any of this. You don't want any of this. <laughs> you, you don't want. Not, it. You don't want this You will never look at the UND hockey team the same. We're <laughs> 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 in there, freaking mushroom stamping each other on the top of their head. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Rudolph? Where the hell is Rudolph? (laughs) Oh, shit. So, obviously, we get to uh, the end of that year. We we hoist in Tampa. Did we ever? Uh, Let's hear um, some stories, you know, what that feeling is like, what happened afterwards. Uh, Bring us through a little bit of a championship uh, flashback here. Yeah, it's... Uh, obviously the memories are a little fuzzy. We had a lot of, a lot of fuzzy nights, but I just remember right, right after we all went up to Ferg's, that little, that little outdoor bar and they just had that little makeshift DJ booth or whatever. We had all freaking 26 of our guys and the coaches up there and you just look down. It was just literally a sea of, sea of green for a mile. So um, that's definitely a number one memory forever. Yeah. I remember us freaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see Kaji freaking everybody's got Kaji up in the air. He's crowd surfing. <laughs> we all got our jerseys on. No, that was that was fun. Ferg's obviously right after. I just remember we went back to Grand Forks. We carried that trophy into like Joe Black's. I think we went into like Bonzers. We took that thing all over the place. We we're all wearing our championship hats. And like, that was like, if you had your hat on, it didn't matter if you were underage, if you were whatever, one of the older guys, you weren't paying for shit at the bar. You weren't fucking getting ID'd walking into the bar. It was, we were literal, literal rock stars for the next, whatever it was, two, two, three months. I'd say for the our, our last three years or our last two years there, we were rock stars, but that definitely put the feather in the cap where we could basically get away with murder in Grand Forks. <laughs> How about I remember we had that we had that one party at uh, Gage's house. What do we call that place? Four twenty. Four twenty. Yeah, four twenty. We had the freaking fire department called on us. For- <laughs> we're lighting up. I think we lit like the dinner table on fire, a couple couches in there. <laughs> and they came, they just were like, We're hauling, we're hauling, hauling for you guys. 
<laughs> we got Tomer on the roof. <laughs> the fire department rolls up like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> like, freaking 8 o'clock at night on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, we're natty champs. <laughs> you? Yeah, uh, yeah you? <laughs> we just wanted to see if we could get in trouble. <laughs> we're trying to get the cops called now. <laughs> the, the, the championship uh, banquet at the Ralph when everybody was just absolutely cooked walking out onto the ice. Oh, <laughs> I think we buried like six pitchers of mimosas that morning. <laughs> Gage had to address a sold out Ralph. Just pinned. <laughs> it's absolutely pinned. Took, took, took a hoot before it, too. I don't even think. <laughs> Looking just twisted. We could not even. We couldn't see that whole. I don't even remember that at all. (laughs) That was ridiculous. Bubs is telling us, "All right, just don't drink. Don't pregame it. (laughs) Don't pregame it." We're like, "Bubs, that's more of a green light than we are." (laughs) Like now, instead of just catching a buzz, I'm gonna get fucked up. <laughs> oh man, stupid! Give us an inch. I'm taking a mile. <laughs> that that bender, that bender was wild, Cameron. I mean, what what was your oh. final what was your final LB count at the end of that one? <laughs> I think I clocked in. Finally, we all we always wait out, wait in, and wait out at the end of the year before we leave. I think I was two thirty. Four. I was either two thirty four or two thirty six. Twenty two percent body fat. <laughs> came in, came in at about one a lean one ninety five. Probably like eleven percent body fat. <laughs> Put on forty and, and ten plus percentage points. <laughs> but the oh, funniest. Man. I mean, the the funniest part about that was I went home and. I basically like bent the whole summer, but I didn't just, I didn't eat like shit. Like on that bender, we were almost, we were eating hot and ready pizzas like almost every day. Really? We were like, all right, let's go grab a hot and shitty. Like <laughs> I went home, I kept bending. I, you know, obviously worked out and took it, took it, whatever, took it kind of seriously. But I came in at like my normal, like 200, 12%. And like, the Grand Forks Herald had like a heyday. They wrote that like big article about how serious I was taking, like how serious I took my summer. And it was all because I left UND in just such bad shape. I came back in my normal shape. They were like, oh man, this guy is dialed. Usually it's usually it's the opposite, right? You come off an off season and you're you're coming in at a little heavier weight. You get back, yeah. you, you know, you hit the fat camps and the bikes, and oh, you get yeah. back into shape. You went reversal mode. Yeah, I came and just out of shape, but in better shape than I was in, and I completely got out of fat camp and all that shit. I think I think the, I think for the first two months after that season, the next season, I think we are still celebrating a little bit. Oh yeah, I was I was hung until I think I graduated. <laughs> Senior year, twenty eighteen. I'm a natty chair bitch. Fuck you. Kiss the ring, buddy. <laughs> you see that banner up there? You see it? <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Um, that's what I tell people anyway. Um. 100%. Going into going into junior year, obviously, you know, we lose guys like Ledoux, Stetcher. Um, yeah. You know, we, we lose a Larry. bunch of firepower. Yeah. 
Larry up front, Kajula, um, Schmaltzy, yeah. all those oh. guys, all those guys took off. So, I mean, like, I guess this is a question to all of us. Like, what's what was our view going into that next year? Gage's senior year, our junior year. Like, you know, we had we had some Remember awesome Gage's guys. senior year pick, or what is a senior pick? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gage and Pop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> senior night it's literally just gage and pup, gage and pup senior night it's, senior, <laughs> senior night it's me and pup at the bar the coaches don't even show up because we lost they're pissed <laughs> just, they're just sitting there like what are you doing <laughs> pup's actually having a few <laughs> yeah. that, that oh, was man. that was the first that was the first year in a while north dakota saw um you know, not necessarily a dip, but we just weren't that normal powerhouse that North Dakota had been, you know, the previous years. I think towards the end of that year, we kind of picked things up. We were starting to heat up and then obviously obviously losing in that first game. But I I think that there was just a lot of growing pains um, in that. We're young. I thought we had the skill. I thought we had, we reloaded skill pretty well with some of the freshmen that came in and I thought yeah. we did I thought we had a good team still it's just we all wanted to win it was just obviously it's just a little different when you know half the team have had the year before and like you kind of yeah. get a little fat and happy as much as you don't want to you kind of do yeah um, kind of happened to us I thought but yeah towards the end it of the was, year we were playing great it was just so easy for us to win that first year I'm sure you guys even remember after we beat Quinnipiac, it was just kind of like, who's next? Like, yeah, you know, who, who are we playing next? It can't be, it can't be that easy to win a natty, you know? And we found out, we found out Def- the hard way, obviously the next year. That definitely it's not, after it's that, not after, easy to win. After we played QPAC, we're definitely all sitting in there like, all right, let's play the Senators. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can take down the Senators. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking nasty. We just beat QPAC five one. That was the natty ship. Yeah, I uh, think I think the the biggest struggle that happened our <laughs> <laughs> that happened that our junior year, Gage's senior year, was just like I think the whole mentality of it from the year before. Like we were, like Cameron said, we were so good, and when we won, you know, we wanted to have that same like party mentality, and that was awesome. But then. Like some, we wouldn't perform to the same as we did years past. Like yeah. our, our freshman and sophomore year, it felt like we could do anything and we'd be right back on the ice, good as ever, you know, on Monday, where it didn't yeah. really have that effect, uh, at least in my opinion, uh, junior and into senior year. Like I, I felt like we struggled a lot there. Yeah, 100%. We just, like, I mean, you look at our team the year before we were loaded but we had like some very crucial older guys like, yeah you know we had like colt st Clair and you know santo he he stepped up at the end of the year scored some huge goals for us um Shizzy you know, was colt on st. Clair. For a little bit. yeah 100 yeah. so we just you know we we just had like that perfect nucleus of guys and we had that perfect, you know, the heavy line. They'd shut down whatever whatever was the big line, and then we had the CBS line. So we just had like all, you know, the perfect aspects of a, of a winning team. And in that next year, I think we we're young. We didn't really have, you know, like that older 
we had the older guys, we had the experience, but like, I just remember like my first couple years there, like, you know, general pot and, and just like those older guys and, and Chiswick and those guys were kind of like blue collar by the books. Like, you know, this is, this is the Sioux way. This is how we do things. And this is how we're going to operate here, which we still had that, that next year, but we were just like such a young, like such a young group. And we had a lot of guys that had to come in and play some big minutes and play some big roles that, you know, might not have been able to kind of ease into it. Like just kind of had to jump into it at first. So a lot of, I remember we just had a lot of like learning experiences. Yeah. Like yeah. learned a lot. And then Cameron, I think we got boned in that Cameron, game. Gonna... We did. Yeah. Cameron, what were you saying? We're talking about our championship team. Jumping ahead a little bit. We're talking about our championship team. Um, there had to be yeah. some similarities with our team 2016 to your team in uh, Florida this year. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got asked the question like, right. Uh, whatever. A few days after and just about like, you know, what was the, what was the differences? What were the similarities? Like, and honestly it was very similar to our UND team where like we were so tight knit as a group. Like we wanted to win more for like ourselves to like hang out and kind of, you know, like, let's have a reason 10, 10 years back to, to look back at this. You know, no one looks back at the second place team. Like, that team gets forgotten. It's, you know, the team that wins and, you know, years down the line, guys, whatever, guys have, have kids and whatever. You just keep it, you keep in contact with those championship teams. And, um, you know, it's it's really honestly, like, championship teams are good. Like, any team that makes the playoffs is good. It just comes down to, like, who wants it more. And, like, for that, our team this year, like, we fucking wanted it so bad. Like we were actually, I think the underdogs in our series against Toledo, we, we beat them four to one. Like I'm pretty sure we were underdogs in our series against Newfoundland. We beat them four to one. So it was like, and same with like our UND team. I'm pretty sure we were like underdogs against like Northeastern or something. We fucking waxed them like five to one or five to two, whatever it was. So, um, you know, it was just like the camaraderie we had in the locker room and just like the group of guys, like we fucking, we wanted to win it for us more than like, you know, the coaches or the management, whatever. We we're just kind of like, you know what, fuck all them and let's just, let's do this shit for us. So very similar. A lot of it's similarities. Kind of what it comes like, down to it. So, yep. Um, so like, yeah, how, all about, obviously we... Go ahead, Ols. I was, I was just going to say, obviously, you know, we touched, uh, you know, a fine tooth comb on your college career. You know, what was... What was it like after senior year? Um, you know, what was that process like in heading into pros? Like what what did you go through, the discussions you had, like what yeah. your decision making, all of that? Yeah, it's it's obviously a lot different than college. Like college, you know where you're gonna be, you know, these guys are your teammates or this guy's coming in this, whatever. You just there's a plan and they have a plan for you. And like once you get to pro, it's it's a business and it's you know, a strat, a stats driven business, as well as, you know, like guys are draft picks or management drafted this guy. He's young. He's going to get the opportunities, whatever. So there's a lot of learning adjustments that come out of it. But like what UND does a really good job of is setting you up to like be a pro and just kind of like the way that they operate with, you know, their meetings and just being on a tight ship and the schedule on the road, like everything is like very, professional where you see some of these guys that come out of college and you'll see like rookies or whatever, just like kind of, kind of clueless. They're just like, they have a lot to figure out because 
pro is a, a whole new dragon. So, um, you know, coming out of college, I was, I was fortunate enough. I was a free agent, which was good in my, in my position. Cause I was kind of able to pick where I wanted to go. I had a few offers, but, um, ultimately I ended up signing with New Jersey, which, you know, pros and cons, whatever. I made it up to the NHL that year, which was cool. I didn't get any games, but still just kind of getting up there and, and getting my feet in the door there and just kind of seeing how the NHL operates was definitely huge for my career. And, um, you know, I've had a little bit of success after that year. Um, I didn't end up signing another NHL contract. I just signed an AHL deal with Milwaukee, which is what sent me to Florida. And I remember after that first year, I was kind of up and down a lot. I was in the NHL. I played in the coast. I played in the A. So I put a lot of miles on my vehicle, which a lot of people don't realize the up and down and, and all that it's exhausting sometimes so i remember after that year too i was just like you know i just want to play in a cool spot like i want to kind of enjoy myself so that's when i signed with milwaukee i knew i was going to end up in florida had some success in florida that's when COVID ended our season so after that there wasn't too many teams that were playing that next year and the echl actually started before all the other leagues so i ended up just signing a echl deal with florida and played really well the first month of the season. And then that's when I had signed with Columbus. And then I went from the ECHL up to the Columbus taxi squad, which was cool. So I spent the whole year in the NHL with Columbus on the taxi squad. And then this year, um, <laughs> kind of pissed Columbus off at the start of the year. I left, I left camp or I left Columbus at like 11, I think it was like 11.6% or 11.7% body fat, like, 195 and i came back at like 203 like 12 point or maybe 13 percent 12 point something or 13 percent they just fucking canned me from camp just sent me they home so they, they don't like that in the national eh? no they, they don't like that in the national so and i told him like you fuckers just bagged me the whole year last year like i i had to re, i had to recollect myself this summer i maybe i had a little bit too much fun but no, it's honestly, it was like looking at it, it gave me a little chip to have on my shoulder this year. And like, you know, Cleveland didn't end up, I was supposed to be in Cleveland and then they wanted to keep like three of us in Cleveland. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want to do that again. I'm like, I don't want to do the whole practice shit. And like, I need games. Like that's, that's what I need for this, like this part of my career. Games are the most, definitely the most important. So then I was going to go down to the ECHL. And Columbus is affiliated with Kalamazoo, but I signed with Columbus from Florida. So I the decision came to me, like if I wanted to go to Kalamazoo or if I wanted to go to Florida. And they wanted to send me to Kalamazoo, and I obviously went to Florida. So that didn't really make them too happy, I don't think, either. So, But I ended up still getting – I got up, I played like 20 AHL games this year, and – obviously had some success in Florida and I was able to go down there at the start of the year. Cause you have to play like eight games or 10 games, whatever to qualify for playoffs. So yeah. I was like just on that line of games, but was obviously able to go back down to Florida after I spent a lot of the year in the AHL too, which I think was like huge for my confidence and everything going down. Cause when I went down there, like they were in playoffs, so they were already full go. They were buzzing. It was, it was pretty easy to step right in. What uh, what did it feel like to get scored on by Travis H. Larson? 
Yeah, dude, you fucking had my number every time, too. <laughs> and we beat the shit out of Orlando. Like, we always had Orlando's number, but Wolves would fucking score on me. Like, we would, we'd beat you guys, like, 5-1 to one or 5-2. to two. Wolves would have, like, both the fucking goals, too. <laughs> or he'd have, you know, a goal, two apples, like, four block shots. And everybody on my team is always like, dude, fuck this Olsen guy. Because, like, him and I were buddies, so, like, We'd be yucking it up and shit. Also, would like bury one of our guys, and he'd just be skating back to the bench, just like smiling, fucking ear to ear. And our guys are like fucking chopped at the bits, like yeah, fuck this Olsen guy, he's a fucking piece of shit. I'm like, he's literally the biggest beauty ever. Like, <laughs> play off him, G- Gager. I'm telling you, this whole Florida team hated my fucking guts. Oh, they oh, hated, hated me. I fucking believe it. I would hate your ass too. <laughs> Dude, they hated him and they couldn't stand it. I was like buddies with them because I would always be like, he's not a fucking, he's not a bad guy. I'm telling you. Dude, <laughs> fuck that guy. Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, he plays hard. That's why you guys don't like him because he fucking plays hard. Oh, uh, fuck. You never like a guy on the other team that plays hard. You always like a guy no. on your team. When anyone no, else yeah. playing hard, you're like, fuck this guy. Why is he trying yeah. so hard? <laughs> He's fucking laying out, full body laying out to block shots. Like, who does that in pro? Nobody does that. Dude, I was blocking that shit with my throat. I Literally. I loved it. I felt, I felt like, I don't know if you felt this way too, Cameron. I mean, the coast is the coast and whatever, but. Yeah. Fuck, if you, if you just show like the, yeah, you too, Gager. Like, if you just show like these coaches and these GMs, like that you care and whatever, like yeah. they'll play the shit out of you 100%. because, because they, they get guys from the AHL that don't give a flying fuck and they're just there to collect sure. a paycheck. Yeah. And it's like, just going through I, don't, I, I don't know if, I don't know if you guys felt the, the same way, like this year, camera, like, yeah. Did you feel like your most simple self? Like, like you didn't have, you were just playing like it was fun. Yeah. Like, did you guys feel that at all? hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, especially I would say the AHL is like kind of a bat, like a, a battle. The AHL is the, ju- whatever. I think they call it the jungle. Like the coast is called the jungle too, but the A is the shittiest league of the three. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, everybody going fucking balls to the wall. Like nobody's really rooting for you. Everybody's kind of rooting against you. So like the AHL in a sense is, pretty shitty if you're not like one of the guys or like in with the guys you're just like kind of an outcast or almost just like kind of a number or a body so like going down in florida everybody's fucking rooting for you like i'd go you know i'd go down to florida everybody would give me hugs like we're so glad to have you back you know i'd go i'd get called up to cleveland and like i was tight with the guys there by the end of the year but like at the start you know there'd be four or five guys that would even come up and like shake my hand like hey you know great great to have you back here so it's just like a way different dynamic of of guys and um just kind of how it's ran you know like guys rooting for you you got a lot of guys rooting against you in those those higher leagues you got to take someone's job you know I, i would i would agree with camera for sure like i think the american league's the toughest league in the world to play in for that reason like no one's rooting for you yeah um just it is just a body's game and like you're always you know, it sucks, but you're, like, kind of hoping the other guy plays bad so you can play more and stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. Um, but, like, what Ole said, like, if you just – I feel like this this plays for any level and anywhere. Like, if you just show you care, your coach is going to play more. Yeah. Like, it's so hard to play a guy who, you know, is, like, might have more skill, might be a little better than the next guy, but he just doesn't care. It's like 
Why do I yeah. even want this guy on the ice if he doesn't fucking care? Yeah. Yeah, but, but then if you think at it from a different point of view, like the guys that don't care, they get called up because they're on AHL contracts or yeah. NHL. 100%. 100%, dude. That, it's so I, I've, backwards. Yeah, I've stated this multiple times that it's just it's just wacky and it's it's a total mental game. And that was one of the reasons that I decided to stop. Like, I, dude, these you, guys see it, you see it all the time, like how many guys will play, you know, like one or two years of pro after. And that's that's really it, because you see like how much of a business and like the, you, you hear so much shit. They just tell you everything that you want to hear. And then. You know, they'll tell you one thing and then you fucking you'll be cut or shipped out the next day. It's like, you know, how how can I believe any anything that fucking any of these people say? Like, you know, I've oh, heard yeah. the shit before. Well, I mean, I, I get the I get the business aspect for sure. But it's like when, when you're getting paid in bags of peanuts, like it, it gets a little. Oh, tough, yeah. Yeah. hundred you percent. Know? That too. You don't make shit in the coast. Yeah. And that's that's always the toughest battle. I mean, you know, you grow up, right? You grow up, you're like, I'm going to play professional hockey. And once you yeah. get to a level of professional hockey, it's like, okay, you know, I can buy a Jersey Mike sub here and then I got to, you know, stay yeah. for the yeah. next three yeah. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> got to be so, careful. I can't be doing too many J Mike yeah. subs. <laughs> it's also, it's also, it's also funny thinking of us complaining about getting paid to play a sport. Like, yeah, they weren't fucking paying me enough. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. right. just, just, just fucking pushing around a saucer on the sheet. Like, <laughs> we're thinking about 20 G's coming out of college. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll sign that dotted line. Oh, yeah. 20 G's. Fuck. <laughs> paying off your credit card bill every paycheck. Like, <laughs> like I can't have too many beers this just, weekend. Just chipping away at the credit card statement. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get her down there. Yeah, I can plug <laughs> five hundred bucks into it now. All right. <laughs> yeah. you gotta, throughout the throughout the coast season, you're like. All right, January's around. Now I got to start saving money for summer. <laughs> I'm not working this summer. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> Rolling home with two two G's in your bank account. Like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. God, I gotta I make. It. I gotta. I gotta stretch this out for four months. No chance. <laughs> I gotta get a lawnscaping gig or something. Fuck. <laughs> So, camera, as as we wrap up here, um, you know what uh, what are you what are you looking for? You know, like what uh, what's your plans moving forward? Have you thought about that? You taking it day by day? Like, what's your what's your thought process as you move forward in your hockey career? Yeah, it's just kind of taking it day by day. Um, obviously, it was nice this year winning winning the Kelly and uh, one Most Valuable Player too, which was nice. So that kind of will set deal. me up. <laughs> not, not a big deal. But uh, that'll obviously set me up a little bit more nicely for for this this summer, or whatever. I don't think Columbus is going to re-sign me. I haven't, I haven't really had too many conversations with them. So, um, you know, thankful for the opportunity that they gave me. And yeah, um, thank, thank, I, thankful, but fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I don't know if uh, I would have had the same success without the little chip on the shoulder they gave me. So. Um, that was nice, and they, you know what? They they gave me two years of two years of pay, two NHL contracts. So I got nothing nothing but to to be thankful for Columbus. And um, obviously this this summer, I, I just got to wait for my Columbus contract to expire. I think it's like sometime early July. So 
I just got my agent working behind the scenes right now, trying to find out who needs goalies and, and what, you know, what, what organizations have holes where, and I know Florida's trying to get me back there too. So I might see if maybe they can, they can do a little something for me to keep me down there. So. Why, why not? Yeah. Just kind of taking it day by day right now. I'm enjoying myself. I just got home. So it's kind of taking a week or two to, to unwind and then kind of start figuring out my plan see where the hell I'll be next year. Maybe start looking at some puppies. <laughs> Get rid of this baby fever. <laughs> the trendy thing to do now, pop a ring and get one in the oven. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I'll just fuck. enjoy myself. I got to try and make it down to Mini to see you boys too. Yeah, we need you here. We yeah, need you here for all sure. The boys. I heard Brock just got a new crib, too. Have you guys seen Brock's new crib? Yeah, he's moving into another uh, just ridiculously nice place. So Yeah, be, seems like he's cool. doing all right. Doing he's all doing right okay. Him, so. <laughs> good, for, good for the old Brock star. I love that guy. But uh, No, it's uh, good chatting with you guys. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate yeah, we, it. We, we appreciate you coming on. Second goalie, we wish we'd got you on first, but uh, your yeah. season went too long. You you had some priorities, but uh, yep. you know, always Sorry. always good to chat with you. We we miss you. At least I I know I miss you. Yeah, uh, I, miss I miss the shit out of you guys. I miss you too, Cameron. You're always yeah. missed here. So yeah, you guys are fucking beauties. We we look forward to getting you, getting you getting you in mini this summer. With yeah. You. Get in there. I want to get in the studio. I see you guys like sipping wine and shit too. Yeah. I want the full. Ex- I want the full experience. Yeah, you're coming on. You're coming on again for sure. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. We'll we'll get you and Wooly on as a duo. That'll be a fucking shit show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be just belly laughing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell Wolves, I'm like half the shit you text me, I legit belly laugh at. <laughs> Such a funny fucker. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you. We'll see you next week on the has Thanks, yeah. Cameron. Thanks, boys.